Also, you don't really need a kitchen with an air fryer. You could kind of stay in a hotel and use an air fryer. You have to be a little sneaky because it can get kind of smoky, so it's better to get a hotel where you can cook outside of the room with a little patio, hotel, patio, air fryer, suitcase full of meat. Girls gotta do what a girl's gotta do to not have arthritis. episode is brought to you by Better Fed Beef, where I get my meat. Given I only eat meat and have only eaten beef or lamb or bison for the last five years, I should be one of the most knowledgeable sources of what beef to eat in the world. What percentage of the world has eaten more beef than me? Just my dad? Anyway, I get my beef from Better Fed. Better Fed Beef is a direct-to-consumer beef company producing a specialized product called Certified Anya Beef. Anya Beef is like Wagyu, but they're nice to the animals. Super tender meat. I have a massive discount code for you guys, which is good for this episode because we're doing everything carnivore, but you can get 25% off your order, which is huge for a meat company when you go to betterfedbeef.com and use code MP. Betterfedbeef.com, code MP for 25% off. That's a massive amount saved. I'm really not sure how they're making any money. Look at this bad boy. This is what you get. Look at this. You could kill somebody with this thing. Anyway, I usually get tomahawks, ribs, their bone marrow is so good. Strip loins are good, ribeyes are good. They also have things like oxtail and liver. Check them out, betterfedbeef.com, code MP for 25% off your order. Hey there, I'm Michaela Peterson. Welcome to my channel. You guys may have noticed that I look slightly different. It's because I fixed the focal length on my cameras. Technically my husband did. And now I look less like a fish. This is what I actually look like. Anyway, uh, I'm coming up on five years on the lion diet. Can you believe that? Five years of only eating beef, lamb, bison, salt and water with the occasional vodka slash bourbon. I'll get into that later. As many of you guys know, I came across this diet out of desperation when I had come off of psychiatric medications trying to get my depression under control and my juvenile idiopathic arthritis that left me with a hip and ankle replacement at 17 under control because the medical system was not doing it for me. So I stopped taking all my medication after I went on the paleo diet when I was 23, very restrictive paleo diet, no nuts, dairy, eggs, very limited fruit, mostly meat and greens. That got rid of all my symptoms until I came off of psychiatric medications way too quickly. I cold turkey, stopped taking antidepressants after being medicated from the age of 12 to 23. That was horrific. I didn't even know I was an antidepressant depressant withdrawal for a number of years until my dad experienced the same thing. And that's what led me to the lion diet. And I've been on the lion diet since December, 2017 to keep my autoimmune disorder under control. In remission, I do not take any medication and I have no arthritic symptoms and to keep my psychiatric conditions in remission because I was extremely, extremely, extremely depressed. I had OCD symptoms, was diagnosed with bipolar, and I was on a lot of different medications, and I was absolutely miserable. And I'm medication-free, no longer an antidepressant withdrawal, and I attribute almost all of my success to the Lion Diet. So if people are interested in it, I have a ton of free information up at liondiet.com. I have recipes. You can kind of look into my blog to see how I got to where I am now. I have an FAQ, a very extensive FAQ on there to help people start the diet. I also have a couple of Facebook groups, Don't Eat That, for kind of elimination diets, health-minded people, and the Lion Diet for people who are specifically on this diet 
who need a group of people who aren't going to judge them while they're doing all beef, all lamb, all bison, which can elicit some strange stares and remarks. Anyway, I'm gonna do a Q&A because I thought, why not? It's been five years. Does the quality of meat affect your body, i.e. does it need to be grass-fed slash organic? I do not eat grass-fed meat very often. I don't really like how it tastes compared to not grass-fed meat. What I don't eat is aged meat. Aged meat gives me digestive problems. If I eat aged meat, my stomach hurts almost 15 or 20 minutes after eating it. I've got a very sensitive digestion, but histamine intolerance is something that's fairly common on a carnivorous diet. And histamine intolerance is when you react basically to aged meat. That's a very simplified way, but that's how I'm gonna describe it. So I eat lamb and bison, which are generally lower in histamine and aren't aged as long. And I eat beef from um, better fed, whom I love. That's mostly where I get my meat. And then White Oak Pastures has unaged beef and so does Billy Doe. So if you start the carnivore diet and you're having like urgency issues or bloating after you eat meat, it could be because your body doesn't like aged meat. So I tell everyone to eat unaged meat, at least at the beginning. So lamb and bison, you're pretty much good at the grocery store and beef, you have to go searching for it from the companies that I just mentioned. Everything electrolytes, how to move fully into lion avoiding electrolyte imbalance slash cramps. So when I started the diet, I just went to beef and salt and water and I didn't know anything about electrolytes. I was trying to eliminate any variable that could be causing autoimmunity. And so I suffered fairly badly from electrolyte imbalances around month five. I started waking up at night because my calf was cramping and calf cramps, <laughs> they hurt a lot. And I was too worried about introducing anything because of these massive autoimmune reactions I would have to food or to even pills or medication, just anything, that I just dealt with it. Almost a year into the lion diet, I realized that sodium, potassium, magnesium levels, especially at the beginning of the diet, are super important. I found I needed a lot of sodium, about a third potassium and less magnesium than that. Some people need more potassium. You kind of have to play around with it. I would say just add salt at the beginning, a lot of salt to your diet. And then if the cramps come, start playing around by adding in potassium and adding in magnesium. And unfortunately, it's pretty different per person. I tried like a third potassium. That's kind of what worked for me. So you can try that. But even without electrolytes, the muscle cramps and electrolyte imbalances do go away. You don't need these electrolytes forever, but at the beginning of the diet, it really, really, really does help. Do you take any supplements or eat organs? So... One of the things that really pisses me off about the carnivore community is you have charlatans in here that are scamming people. And I mean, any diet sphere, you end up with charlatans scamming people. But I feel like if I've only been eating beef and lamb and bison and salt and water for five years, then I can pretty safely say that you don't really need organs. I don't need organs. I don't take organ supplements. I think if you have an aversion to eating organs, like if you eat liver and you're like, Hleh, then you shouldn't be just putting it in a pill and forcing it down. So I don't think you need organs. There, I said it. Do you ever crave sweets like fruit, mango, pineapples, and berries? No, no, I don't really get cravings anymore. I have managed to reintroduce wild fish I don't eat wild fish very often because I seem to just be hungry after I eat it. But it's nice to be able to go out to a restaurant and order sashimi. I can eat a little bit of honey, so that's exciting. Have I managed to introduce anything else, like fruit? Absolutely not. 
I still get autoimmune symptoms if I introduce fruit. I get autoimmune symptoms if I eat chicken. Pork is even worse. I cannot tolerate pork at all. I have a worse reaction to pork than I do to some fruit. Like I'd rather be eating apples than eating pork. How severe are your symptoms if you eat only a little outside of your all meat diet? It's totally dependent on the food. If I had something containing gluten, very severe. If I have something containing soy, like I was on tour with dad earlier this year and we went out for lamb and they cooked the lamb with olive oil, but the olive oil was like 70% soybean oil. Tons of restaurants cheap out and they cut their olive oil with 70% soybean oil. It's disgusting. And they call it olive oil. You're still allowed to call it olive oil. Be careful of your olive oils, guy. Anyway, I had some of the lamb and I was like, oh, okay, this tastes a little weird because you can taste everything if all you eat is meat for five years. You can like, if there's a pepper flake on my lamb, like that's pepper. I don't eat spice. I know what spice tastes like. Anyway, I had a pretty bad reaction to just a couple of lollipop pieces of lamb that had soybean oil on them, but I'm almost deathly allergic to soy, so that's not that surprising. Um, I was sick for about a week. I was... I cried the next day. I felt horrible. I had this overwhelming sense of doom and it makes me weepy and my joints hurt and my skin broke out and it lasted for about a week. Now, last week, I tried to reintroduce these sausages that are like fresh beef, fat, salt sausages. They were so good, but about five days into eating them, I started not to feel so good and I realized they were smoked. So I can't do smoked meat at all. Um, yeah, I don't know how to explain these things, guys. I don't know, but I can't do smoked meat. So then my skin broke out a little bit. I'm feeling better. That only lasted about 36 or 48 hours. So it was only like two days. So my reactions seem to last from two days to a week, a week if they're severe and about two days for, for normal ones. That's really not that bad. That's not catastrophic. When I first started the diet, when I went off of psych meds and I was in psych med withdrawal, I had horrifying reactions that would last for an entire month and they would get worse for 10 days after I stopped eating the food that I was eating. I couldn't believe it. I kept track of my symptoms in a book because I thought I was crazy. It'd just get worse and worse and worse. And I attribute that now that I know to psych med withdrawal. I thought that I just had hypersensitivity to carbs because of my autoimmunity, but it was definitely combined with psych med withdrawal. And there are stories all over the internet about people experiencing psych med withdrawal symptoms that I had, which was like hallucinations, feeling of falling, overwhelming sense of doom. I couldn't see colors very well. I couldn't sleep. It was horrible. I don't even want to get into psych meds. That's a whole other video. But um, now my reactions are quite, they're, they're not pleasant. The 36 hours even after having the smoked sausages was not pleasant at all. I think I cried once. And I'm not a crier. I'm not a crier. I think I cried once. But then it went away in 48 hours. That's not so bad. It's not as scary as a month. Ooh, okay. Can you do a what I eat in a day? Okay, what do I eat in a day? So this morning I had cold ribs from last night and I'm gonna have crunchy things this evening. And crunchy things, this is a recipe I came up with. You get pretty creative, I guess, if you've only been eating meat for a number of years. I came up with this recipe. You can take any cut of beef or lamb, any cut of meat, as long as it's not ground meat. So any cut of meat that isn't ground meat and pressure cook it until you can shred it into bits and then pour all those shredded bits without the water, obviously, into an air fryer, add tallow, which is beef fat. So add some sort of fat and then air fry it with salt and you get shredded crunchy things that are just God's greatest gift. And if you haven't had them, you might scoff at it, but you would be wrong and you should try them. Those kind of recipes are available for free on liondiet.com. I would just only eat crunchy things for my entire life. Yeah, 
I also sometimes eat jerky. So I'd say the average day is either a steak around noon and another steak at around 5 p.m. or leftover ribs and crunchy things. A year ago, my average day looked like lamb sausage and that's just lamb and salt, a lamb sausage in the morning. And then I just ate jerky for the rest of the day. So just a lamb sausage jerky diet. I love jerky. People are like, well, you just eat just beef for breakfast? Like either no breakfast or yes, or lamb. Dinner, beef or lamb. Lunch, beef or lamb. Sometimes bison is thrown in there. Sometimes I get wild neat crunchy things, but it's all beef or lamb or salt. Jordan Peterson, my dad, his average day is like, Steak, strip loin steak, strip loin steak, strip loin steak. He's a lot too. He probably eats three and a half or four pounds of meat a day. He's a beast. So just steaks, but I definitely recommend eating crunchy bits. Crunchy things. Crunchy things is probably a better name, crunchy things. Is it possible for someone who has a normal income to do this diet? Meat is expensive, is it not? And what about travel? Okay, multi-part question. So it's totally possible to do this on a very low budget. It can be way cheaper than eating the standard American diet. What you wanna do is you wanna go to a butcher or go to your meat department and just buy the cheap cuts. Doesn't matter what they are, buy the cheap cuts. You could survive off of tongue if you needed to. That's dirt cheap. And if you go to my handy website, lyondiet.com, there is a recipe for crunchy things and you can literally make the most garbage cuts into delicious crispy things by adding fat. So you can buy Buy fat from a butcher. Fat is really cheap. They commonly cut fat off of cuts and throw it away. So make friends with a butcher, buy fat, buy the cheap cuts. You can do heart too, you can do organs. I, I know I just talked down to organs, but like heart is, it's a, it's a muscle and tongue is a muscle. So that's still muscle meat, basically. Get the cheap cuts, add fat, get a pressure cooker and an air fryer and you're set, okay? And the pressure cooker and air fryer are an upfront expense at the beginning of the diet. They will save you so much time and they'll make your food so good. It's really worth investing into them. But you don't have to have a bunch of money to do this diet. It can be very cheap and it makes you healthy Healthier. You should do it, especially if you're sick. Travel, okay, because I have histamine intolerance and I can't eat aged meat, travel's a bit tricky because going out to restaurants and eating steak isn't an option because steak is always aged at restaurants. So I can either go out and eat lamb, that's insanely expensive. Now, generally speaking, I literally take an air fryer Ninja XXL, sponsor me, put it in a suitcase, put it under the plane and air fry at the Airbnb. That's usually what I do. It's not super glamorous. I've also been known with my husband to just pack a bunch of frozen meat in a suitcase and bring it with me with my air fryer. You're like, what? That's not fun. Like, yeah, but you know what's less fun? Having an autoimmune disorder and being crazy. That's way less fun. Plus, it's kind of hilarious to pack a suitcase full of meat with an air fryer and then bring it to an Airbnb. Uh, you can also do long-term hotels. So if you're gonna stay somewhere for a week, then there are hotels that have kitchens in them. Also, you don't really need a kitchen with an air fryer. You could kind of stay in a hotel and use an air fryer. You have to be a little sneaky because it can get sm kind of smoky. So it's better to get a hotel where you can cook outside of the room with a little patio, hotel, patio, air fryer, suitcase full of meat. Girls gotta do what a girl's gotta do to not have arthritis. This episode is brought to you by Schwank Grills. Appropriately chosen ads for a carnivore episode, don't you think? Schwank Grills are the secret behind high-end steakhouse style steaks. These grills use patented infrared technology to reach temperatures up to 1500 degrees, allowing you to cook the perfectly seared steak. To put this in perspective, most grills only reach around 600 degrees. So if you're struggling to cook a good steak, that might be part of the problem. The high temperature of the Schwank grill makes a massive difference to the taste and tenderness of the steak and the crunchy outside, which is the best part. I just really wanna eat the crunch on steaks. 
I can personally say this girl does a fantastic job with both crunchiness and tenderness. And I've tried a ton of different girls, like most girls out there, tried everything. You get bored only eating meat, so you try everything. This month is my five-year Lion Diet anniversary, and to celebrate, Schwank Girls created an exclusive offer just for you guys. Right now, Schwank Girls are giving the biggest discount they've ever done with $255 off when you use code MP255 at checkout. I haven't seen a deal that good from Schwank Grills. So if you've been considering buying one of these grills or getting someone a grill for Christmas, now is probably a good time. $255 off is a good deal. You can get that with code MP255 at schwankgrills.com. Can you take supplements or do they activate your AI disease? I kind of like that, activate your AI disease. Can I take supplements? No. So I can take unflavored electrolytes, which is why I'm making a version for people that's just sodium, potassium, magnesium, and nothing else. And if I'm fasting or even intermittent fasting, that makes me feel better. There's one other thing I can take, barely. I've tried, like I got COVID a couple of times, so this diet wasn't like, now I never get sick. I have a toddler, she gets me sick all the time. So I don't get like deathly ill or anything and COVID was fine, it was COVID, but I did get it three times. I traveled around a lot though. Um, no, anyway, I was getting, I was in Tennessee last year. Okay, so we moved to Tennessee and I've got terrible tree allergies and the diets helped my environmental allergies, but it has not gotten rid of my environmental allergies for sure. I am so allergic to everything, it's crazy. And I used to be so allergic to everything that I was dying. Now I'm just so allergic to everything. But in Tennessee, I was getting sick and I was getting bronchitis repeatedly. And I was like, what is happening? I feel like I'm a kid again. Cause that used to happen all the time when I was a kid. My daughter was getting bronchitis all the time. And it was because tree allergies in Tennessee were so severe, it brought back my asthma. So I tried to take zinc out of like desperation. I was like, maybe zinc will stop me from getting sick. This is before I knew it was tree allergies exacerbating the asthma, giving me bronchitis whenever I got a cold. Even honey, I can't sleep if I take that at night. I can't take zinc. I can't really take vitamin C at night. The only things I can kind of take, I can take a little bit of vitamin C just for like the sour flavor, just to get some flavor. That seems to be fine. I just don't take it at night. And then I take this when I drink, you're like, oh no, she drinks, how could she drink? So I don't drink very often. I used to drink way more when I was sick. I drank so much. I don't drink very often because the hangovers are just brutal when you don't have any carbs. And I get tired when I drink now. It used to energize me when I was sick and now I just get tired. So I don't drink very often, but when I do drink, I drink vodka, I like Tito's or bourbon. And those are the only two hard alcohols that I'm aware of where they don't add extra ingredients after distilling. So gin, they add botanicals, after distilling scotch, a lot of the time they add caramel coloring. They don't in bourbon, it's just distilled. Vodka, it's just distilled. Unless you're in Russia and then they add sugar and botanicals like gin. Uh, silver tequila also, no ingredients added after distillation. So those three alcohols, silver tequila, bourbon, and vodka, that isn't Russian, they don't give me any autoimmune symptoms. They just give me a severe hangover. And for those hangovers, I take a supplement called dihydromyricetin, which I'm also producing because I've been taking it for like 10 years when I drink, way before I started dieting, which is why I know it works. I'll get into it a little bit. They did this, it's cause it's, it's, I think it's funny. When I was 20, I was dying from a hangover and from being unbelievably ill. And I was like, how can it be 20, what, I guess 12? How can we not have a hangover cure? It's 2012. And so I started researching and I found this herb called dihydromyricetin. And I looked at the study and it was a study done on rats. So what they did to these poor rats is they just 
pumped them full of alcohol. So they had rats that were pumped full of alcohol and then the rats that were pumped full of alcohol and dihydromyricetin and they ran tests on them. So one of the tests was you drop them in water and you see which one just gives up faster. So the rat that had alcohol and dihydromyricetin swam longer, significantly longer than the rat that was just drunk. They did another test where you just put the rats on their back and see which one flips over faster and the rat with dihydromyrostin flipped over faster. And then the third test was they ran rats through a maze. So hungover rats will just kind of like shiver in a corner instead of going to get the cheese or whatever the treat is in the maze. And rats given dihydromyricetin, so rather than being hungover, they had, they were hungover with dihydromyricetin, they weren't as shivery and scared and they went to get the treat faster. So I read that study and I was like, well, that sounds like me when I'm hungover, shivering in a corner. I started trying to buy this dihydromyricetin, which was very difficult to find. And then I spent a couple of years figuring out what dose to take. Anyway, I've made it into a supplement called After Party, which is launching soon. So I do take that, but I only take it when I'm drinking. It helps break down acetaldehyde, which is the toxic byproduct of alcohol. And it works weekly on GABA. So part of what alcohol does is it uh, desensitizes your GABA receptors. That's part of what it does, right? Floods your brain with some GABA, which makes you feel good. And then the next day you're kind of anxious because your receptors are a little desensitized. It works weekly on GABA. So it works in two ways. Helps you detoxify by breaking down acetaldehyde and it works weekly on GABA. If you take it at a high enough dose, a lot of the supplements on the market are low dose and they just don't work. Anyway, that's coming out soon. So I do take that supplement, but that has nothing to do with my autoimmune disorder. That's just because occasionally I drink and drinking is bad for you. So you probably shouldn't do it, which means you don't need the supplement. The only supplement I take that's actually for the diet is electrolytes. And I don't take them very often anymore, but I should have taken them more at the beginning of the diet. There, Whew, that was a long and drawn out answer. Have your periods improved in any way on the lion diet? Were they bad before? So I always had like eight days, about eight day periods um, now it's hard to say because I was also taking birth control for honestly from like 14 to 23 when I stopped taking my medications. Uh, so I don't even know what a regular period would look like. I know that before I went on birth control, I had pretty bad cramping. I have absolutely no cramping now. Um, so I would attribute that to diet, but it's also hard to say because I didn't actually stop taking birth control until I started going on paleo and things. And even paleo really improved my cycle. But um, my cycle's super normal and about six days long and absolutely no cramping. Do you ever go off the lion diet? So no, never, never, ever, ever. And I never cheat because nothing tastes as good as being healthy feels. And the repercussions for cheating for me are so severe and so quick that it's just not worth it. Like, would you eat peanuts if you really liked peanuts if you had a peanut allergy? What if you really liked peanut butter? It's like asking that kind of questions. Like, well, what if you really like fruit? Yeah, but I get arthritis and my skin breaks out and then I cry all the time. No fruit tastes that good. What I am gonna try right away, I've had a number of theories about this diet over the years. You can check the blog, but I like went down the rabbit hole into everything. Ugh. Especially before I came to diet, I, I was looking at everything. And right now my theory is that I've got extremely severe environmental allergies and I'm getting cross reactivity in plant food. And I think it kind of makes sense with pork too, because I'm pretty sure, let me just make sure that this is right. Yeah, crazy. Okay. Okay. So this actually, this actually seems like a good theory. And I've, um, 
I know the owner of a pharmaceutical company who's good at this kind of stuff, and he said it makes sense. So I think from being born through a C-section and being put on antibiotics under the age of six months as a kid, I think that just spiked my immune system to react to absolutely everything. And I'm hoping and thinking that my environmental allergies are so severe, I'm reacting to plant food. And this lines up with my serious sensitivity to pork, which is like, why? Why would I have a reaction to pork? All I eat is like beef and lamb and bison. Why does pork give me arthritis? If you have a cat allergy, you can have a cross-reactivity to pork. I'm so allergic to cats, it makes me hate cats. I go into someone's house and I'm just like, ugh. Oh, and they smell weird. And I'm sure if I wasn't allergic to them, I wouldn't feel that way, maybe. But um, I think my environmental allergies are so severe, I'm getting cross-reactivity to plant proteins, pork proteins, and that's causing just systemic inflammation. And then there's this hypersensitivity reaction where you can have, if you have leaky gut, which can be caused, especially if you're gluten intolerant, your gut is very thin, you can have permeability issues where food proteins leak into your bloodstream, and then your body starts attacking these food proteins, which they treat like bacteria or virus, they're not supposed to be in your blood. You can say this is a little like food protein floating around your blood. Your body can attach little antibodies all over it, and then those can start to build up in tissues if your body can't get rid of them fast enough if you keep ingesting these foods. So I think that's kind of what happened to me, combined with this environmental allergy theory. So say my theory is correct. Say I'm so allergic to the environment, which is true. I'm so allergic to like grass, mold, tree, cockroaches. They test you for that. Dust mites, horses, cats, dogs, anything with fur other than rabbits. Not entirely sure why. Um, just, just everything, um, which I think is also why I'm allergic to smoke. I'm so allergic to smoke. If I go to a campfire and then I sleep, with the smoke in my hair, I wake up not being able to breathe the next morning. I'm like EpiPen allergic to the world. It's nuts. Anyway, how do you desensitize yourself from environmental allergies if you're allergic to everything? Well, I've come across a couple of companies that do sublingual, so they take a little bit of the allergen. So say like cat dander, tiny, tiny little bit of cat dander, and they put it in glycerin. And I don't think I'm allergic to glycerin and then you put it under your tongue. You put like a drop in once a day and over a period of one to two years, theoretically, this helps or eliminates 80% of people's environmental allergies. Everybody should know about this stuff. They used to do allergy desensitization in shots and you had to go into the doctor's office multiple times a week and get shots. And now they have sublingual drops and they've shown this to help people with say peanut allergies because kids will like die from these things. They'll hop on a plane, They'll have a peanut allergy reaction and they'll die. This has happened. And they're starting to do these, this sublingual immunotherapy for kids who have severe food allergies. And I have, you know, severe soy allergies and everything else. Anyway, that's my theory. So I'm going to be trying desensitization therapy through sublingual drops. And I will keep you guys posted because wouldn't that be crazy if this was environmental allergies the whole time that were so severe that eating plants was giving me environmental allergies? Environmental allergies systemically leading to an autoimmune disorder? Tell me about your teeth. So I actually have veneers because my teeth were so bad when I was like 17 and I'm sure it, sure it was from diet. I My enamel was in very, very damaged um, that I got veneers. My gums never bleed on this diet though. I used to have bleeding gums all the time and they stopped on this diet. But I can't say that like my beautiful white teeth are from this diet because I just paid for them. Were you pregnant or nursing on this diet? 
Yes, I had a miserable pregnancy. I was horribly depressed the entire time. I don't know if it was from the hormones or the antidepressant withdrawal or both. I went on the diet five months into nursing when Scarlett was still nursing full-time. She hadn't introduced any foods. And I switched over into the diet. I got more milk. Scarlett's cradle cap went away. Obviously, I got better. That improved things. So yes, and there are people, Kelly Hogan, she has hordes of children and she's on a carnivore diet. She's not on the lion diet exactly. She eats a little bit more than that, but she's on a carnivore diet and has lots of kids. So there are people out there that do this. Uh, Charlene Anderson, um, she used an all beef diet for Lyme disease. She has multiple children that are also on the diet. So yes, if you have postpartum depression, I know a couple of people on the diet that's it's helped postpartum depression a lot. So I'd say, give it a shot. No use living depressed. Living de There's nothing worse than that. You know, I know when you're depressed, you think, oh, how could I go on a diet? The only pleasure I have is from food. Just do the diet. Don't live depressed, especially if you've lived depressed for like a decade or that's been your life forever. That's so sad. Part of the reason I talk about this stupid diet <laughs> is because it's completely saved my life. It saved my dad's life. It saved my mom's life. Uh, my mom had really bad arthritis and a whole bunch of other issues. She thinks she would be dead without the diet. She almost died anyway. Uh, my dad would be dead 100% without the diet. Um, he needed it for psych med withdrawal and autoimmunity. And it's just, there's nothing, nothing as bad as mental health problems. And I think a lot of them are exacerbated by the psych meds that people are taking. They're so dangerous and people don't understand withdrawal or how dangerous they are. I've seen this diet help tons of people. And so if you're thinking about doing it and you're depressed, do it for six weeks. It's not that long. Do it for six weeks and then decide if you want to keep doing it at the six week part. It's not that long. Okay. It's a lot less long than spending the rest of your life depressed. Do you miss eating socially? So yes, but whenever I went out to eat, I was always and I was taking antidepressants, and this can be a side effect of antidepressants, but I was always starving and ravenous in kind of a hangry way. I'd eat and I'd still be hungry. It wasn't that much fun. I didn't eat, you know, I wasn't one of those people that was like, I'll have a bite of that cake and then I'll be done. I'd have a bite of that cake and I'd want to eat the whole cake. Or I'd have a bowl of pasta and I'd, I'd be so full from eating this pasta. I had celiac disease too, so that didn't help. But I'd be so full from eating this pasta and so hungry. I'd be on like the verge of tears. Eating out was my thing. Like I ate out constantly. Sushi was my favorite food. I'm so allergic to soy, so I find that kind of funny because I put soy on everything. I was a foodie. I hate that term, but I was a foodie. And so do I miss it? I missed it, terribly missed it for the first couple of years when I was in coming off of medications and still very sensitive and having month long reactions and ridiculed by my friends, but it wasn't worth the autoimmune disorder or the mood disorder. So I didn't really have a choice. So now do I miss it? Now I'm fortunate enough that I can go out and eat at steakhouses if I wanna go out. But honestly, I work all the time and don't really go out to eat anymore. It's not a big part of my life anymore. Cookbook, cookbook is coming. I just don't want my first book to be a cookbook. That's a very fast answer to that question. I have a memoir, I wanna put that out first. For now, all the recipes are for free on liondiet.com. Why'd I call it the lion diet? I called it the lion diet because it's not a cool diet and you're a total dweeb when you're on it. Like you feel like a dweeb and you're socially weird and it's really frustrating and you lose all your favorite foods and you're probably sick to begin with. And I wanted this diet to have some sort of strong name and be cooler 
tried to make it cooler because being sick sucks. And the all beef diet just sounded so bad. So I guess people might say the lion diet is cringy, but I know that you need a certain amount of strength in order to combat um, chronic disease. And you need that same kind of drive to do it without the medical system with diet because that is so cutting edge and so new that people won't believe you and you need to be strong. And I thought the lion diet kind of embodied that. And lions only eat meat. People are like, well, lions don't eat salt. Ha ha, are you eating raw meat like a lion? I'm not saying I'm a lion, you nerds. Just called it the lion diet. Now, does that end my lion diet Q&A? Can I squish one more in here? You have all your problems because you have chronic Lyme disease. What's you think? What's you think? I think I was diagnosed with chronic Lyme disease. So that could be true. Doesn't change anything though. Okay, then this is, I could take a stab at this one. Why is it that eating the lion diet cures what you were struggling with? So this is just a guess because everything about most diets nowadays is just a guess. But I think I had leaky gut. So I think my gut was damaged partially from having celiac disease and partially from eating gut damaging foods. And food was escaping into my blood, you know, like bacteria into that food. And those antibody antigen complexes were building up in my tissues and giving me arthritis. I think that's what was giving me autoimmunity. And I know that it's been shown paleomedicina in Hungary, might be medicina, paleomedicina, paleomedicina, they've showed that putting people on an all ruminant meat diet stops gut permeability issues. It will seal your gut. So that's part of it, at least, is if you only eat ruminant meat, you can heal gut damage. So that's part of it. And then the other part of it, I think I'm actually allergic to plants. I'm allergic to environmental plants. I'm allergic to grass. I'm allergic to grass and trees and like flowers and weeds and everything outdoors, why wouldn't I be allergic to plants as well? It's not just from removing processed foods. A lot of people look at the diet and they're like, well, if you had just removed processed foods, you'd be fine. And I did do that. I did that first because that's more obvious. I removed everything I thought I could be allergic to, nuts, eggs, dairy, all processed foods, grains, and went down to like meat and greens and fruit. I did that to begin with, and then I stopped taking antidepressants, and I went off of all my medications, and I got pregnant, and that stopped working, okay? So then I went to meat and lettuce. I was just eating meat and lettuce and apple cider vinegar and olive oil, not olive oil cut with soybean oil, just pure olive oil, and that was giving me an autoimmune disorder. It wasn't until I dropped the literally lettuce, apple cider vinegar, olive oil, and went to the lion diet that my arthritis went away and my mood improved. So it's not from cutting processed foods, it's more than that. Anyway, I have theories about why it works, gut permeability issues. But I hope that if you're sick, you give it a shot. I've tried to put everything I can for free on liondiet.com. It's been five years and here I am without scurvy. And yeah, I'm gonna go do a podcast. Hope you guys are doing well. And if you need a reason to try the diet, do it. Just try it for six weeks. Join my Facebook group. People in there are nice. They will be nice to you. They'll help walk you through it and everything's free. I hope this Q&A was helpful. I'll do another one at some point. I hope everyone's feeling good. 